0: Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks Podcast, live from Central California. Making with the
1: hit the town. Let's do the
0: podcast. I said it was time to do. I said we could do it whenever you're ready. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Whatever.
0: That was the point. I, I, te- I didn't text you like get out here. I texted you and said whenever you're ready.
1: You weren't ready.
0: I'm. I was getting ready. There's a, I just needed you to get out of here. You take so long to get ready to oh do stuff. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: You do. Just, you start, have,
1: just start it.
0: It's been going. I'm recording already. I've been recording for I five minutes. I should know
1: better by now.
0: You think you would?
1: I know. Yeah. You
0: absolutely ruin this when you yell at me in the beginning like, I don't know what's going on.
1: I ruin it.
0: You ruin it. You ruin everything.
1: No, not really.
0: But c- Listen. I'm I s- the
1: spice of life. <laughs> wow.
0: I'm not sure who's been lying to you lately, but we need to have a little talk.
1: Would you start the intro?
0: Welcome to the KGXT Studios and the Gen X Talks Podcast, broadcasting 200 feet below occupied California in the Central Valley, brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. Now, I want to say something new about them. You know... I mean Loud One has crashed the Gen X Talks <laughs> bottom of the glass school bus. He's yes. ripped the steering wheel off and crashed the bus. Yes. He he ruined blew up an engine on the on his truck that he was driving. Yes. He's been moving concerts around the country. Now he's hustling psych. I mean, I, I don't know where to begin with this guy. How do I how do you introduce a guy like that? Do you just say do you just say there's fifty-two jobs loud trouble LLC can do? Throw a deck of cards in the air and <laughs> grab one before it hits the ground. Chances are Ian can get your job done. Is that what I say?
1: Hang on. Wait till we decide to move someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to call him up.
0: No, I'm not. I can't understand what he's saying. His Australian accent is so thick. <laughs> he's going to come out and say, all right, you move moving. It. Now, It's on to take the outside and put it around the bank and go, to throw it on my truck and do it. Off or close it. And I'm gonna look at him. And go! What the fuck did you just say? I have no idea what you're talking we about. We may end
1: up in Australia. Probably. We could. He
0: goes. Oh, I thought you wanted to move to Eastern Canada. No, I didn't.
1: Oh. Uh, that'll be interesting.
0: It is. He's got. You know, he, he, he Ian is one of those guys, and he's. You know, he's not 21 anymore. He's no. We're not. He's not on the younger side. Neither are we. And he's still hey, taking. Hey! Hey!
1: Hey! <laughs> speak for yourself over there okay
0: <laughs> well uh he's still taking risks to better himself and his family and they're calculated but you know he's got balls of steel when he does that that's cool and he's good but he's got ambitions and stuff so I, I like that about loud trouble llc big city movers don't ask him to move your grandmother's furniture he ain't doing it no okay throw that in the back of a Dotson pickup and do it yourself
1: so we're done with the intro I think so. Are you sure?
0: Well, there's no more dots and pickups. So that was probably dumb.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Congrat- the intro's over. Yeah. Hey, yeah. congratulations. On what? We passed a milestone.
0: Oh, we did. Yeah. Our youngest son finally turned 18.
1: That means. All eight kids are now over eighteen. Congratulations!
0: Congratulations! You you know, first of all, they all lived. None of them died.
1: That's right. That's good
0: for us, right? Yeah. That's good odds. All we are eight for eight with living. That's right. Now, how many graduated high school? All, all of them. All of them did? Yeah. I was okay. like, I to think about yeah. it, but yeah, all of them did. We're eight for eight on, on uh, graduating high school. Yes. Um, we're eight for eight on all of them turning 18. That yes, was good. Yes, we are. And we are seven out of eight of them moving out.
1: And seven out of eight over 21.
0: Yeah. We're, we are doing are We are, we doing are well. doing, we're rocking this. Nobody <laughs> should question our parenting abilities. We've got the basics covered.
1: Ooh, ooh. Yes, we made it.
0: You know, I gave him the talk.
1: Yes, I, I know.
0: The 18-year-old talk It's and many of you know, listening to the program for the past few years, is every kid, when they turn 18, their gift is Samsonite luggage. They get a one-way bus ticket anywhere they'd like to go and a $100 bill. Push all their shit out on the curb and go, there you go. I'm done. Do what you want in life. There it is. So he was, there you go, yawning again. Jesus, H-Tap dancing Christ. You said it was the studio, but you were yawning last night during the pumpkin carving what? too. So I sat the kid down, and I didn't give him the usual speech. He thought it was coming. In fact, all his brothers and sisters called in and said, "Did Dad give you the speech? <laughs> did you did you did he tell you?" And they called me, "Did you tell him the speech? Did you put him out on the curb? Did you get Samsonite luggage?" Um, I narrowed it down to something real simple for for our last one, mainly because I'm exhausted. I can't keep doing this anymore, so I condensed it. I gave the 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 cliff note version of the speech. Yeah. And I just asked him a simple question. What's that? Why should I keep you in this house, in this family? I'm not obligated to. California law, I'm done with you. I don't have to do this. Right. Why should I why should I let you stick around? And he basically just looked at me and very calmly and says because um you and mom need me around here. I do a lot for you guys that you guys he, he didn't call us old, but he pointed out that there's a lot of stuff we don't do as easily as we used to, we don't get as much done as we used to. And he says, I take care of a lot. I do a lot for you guys. He, and, and that's you know he does contribute. And I'll tell you, there's been other, and you can attest to this, there's been other kids I've sat on that curb and said, why should I let you in the house? You disrespect your mother. You're not obedient. You don't do your chores correctly. You know all you want to do is play video games all day. You're not productive. You don't contribute anything. Why should I let you stay? And the kids always tell me the same thing. Well, we're family. We're 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 family. What, dad? Dad. We're family. You should let me stay. And I quickly point out, "Really? Where was the whole family when I told you to be nice to your mother? Where was family when I said, Uh, uh, do your chores correctly, contribute, pull your weight around here, your family. You didn't seem to think family was worth much then, but uh, now that you're on the curb, all of a sudden, wait, 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 family's very important. That argument doesn't fly. I have kicked a couple kids out and said too late. You can't just pull the family card now that you want to stay. You should, if family was important, you'd have been respecting your mother and helping her for the past two or three years. This kid, Gen Z kid. He didn't give a bullshit answer. His answer was very straightforward. He looked me right in the eye, was very calm, and was pitching it like, listen, I'm trying to be better every day. I'm contributing. I'm pulling my weight. I'm doing as much as I can. And to be to be fair, the little bit of things that he has left to work on and prove in his life are the things you can work on. You can teach someone to be a little more thorough. You can teach someone to show up on time. You can teach those things. I can't teach him to be a good person. I, you know who I'm thinking of right now? I'm thinking of the two people taking their morning walk listening to our podcast, and they're up there in Reno walking right now, and i'm'm t- I'm, I'm reminding them to think of their boys, and no matter what you guys have to work on with your boys, do they kick stray dogs? No. Are they mean to neighborhood kids? No. The things that you want built into your children as they begin to get to be 18, you you know, you know as a parent if you have a Sid from Toy Story Kid, <laughs> and our son is the opposite of that. He stands up for what's right. He loves animals. He loves all his brothers and sisters. He does a good job. Those are the things you can't teach anymore. Yes. They're Ooh. either built into them or they're not. So he passed his test. I let him stay. I found out a few things I wasn't happy about. It was a little, little. it was a coming to Jesus meeting for me, too. I was like, whoa, I don't need to know that stuff. But I, I got over it. We're working on it. But he's a good kid. He's one of our best kids. He's got a good heart, so we're keeping him around. All right. So, the, yeah, he did pass his 18th milestone, our 18th milestone. And the kid got the lecture and came through with flying colors. So, I think I'm happy and pleased and moving on.
1: All right. Awesome. I
0: will say one thing I'm upset about, not with him.
1: Oh, we're moving on to a different topic now?
0: Sort of. His birthday came and went? Yes. Now, you got to remember, this kid, every time one of his brothers and sisters has a birthday, he gets up at midnight and texts them, happy birthday, first. He wanted to be the first one right after midnight. Mm -hmm. He does it with seven brothers and sisters. Everyone he's got a phone number for, he does that. Do you know how many of them remembered his birthday?
1: I don't recall.
0: One. One sister wished him a happy birthday. Every other brother and sister didn't even bother. I thought
1: one messed up the day and did it the next day.
0: I don't know. I know that well really there <laughs> was two, but he he go, I go I go hey kid there was two. He goes, "No, you told the other sister it was my birthday. You told her to come." I guess he heard me call. Oh. And I said, "Hey, it's his birthday. Don't forget it." He heard that. So he's like, "Now nah, hers doesn't count cuz you made her do it." <laughs> uh. So that bummed me out about, you know, I thought I raised my kids better than that. But.
1: I don't think this generation does that. And I don't know if we failed it about birthdays. Like, I remember, like, when I moved out of the house, I got everybody's birth date. My grandparents. What is that? Hey, shut off your phone.
0: My, it's coming through. There's somebody.
1: Shut off your phone.
0: They're talking in Discord. But I can't shut it off. It's as low as volume as it'll go.
1: You can't shut your phone off? You just yelled at me I'm not allowed to have my phone, but your phone is going I, it off says I can't.
0: Podcast. I can't do it during Bixby calls.
1: Unbelievable yeah, All I can do is
0: throw the phone away Okay, phone's away
1: Unbelievable I don't
0: know They're talking in Discord It's Doesn't coming through my phone Doesn't matter I'm not on the phone
1: You were on my case about it. You can't be on because your phone Because you
0: look at your phone You during, just looked at your phone During the podcast You look oh at your phone, your phone You're looking down And your phone
1: just went off too
0: It didn't go off There was someone speaking on it Unbelievable That is a person reaching out for help And I had no, to just, You don't know that They no, could have been having weren't. a heart attack No, they weren't Someone could have been yelling oh Please call 911 and you're, you're begrudging so, that person my uh, communication. So let's
1: go back to what I was saying. I yeah. don't know if we failed in this area because I remember when I moved out on my own.
0: You're talking about call, uh, calling on birthdays?
1: Or just remembering people's birthdays, okay. Yeah. okay? I remember when I moved out, I like went to my mom and even my mom's calendar and like wrote down my right. grandparents' birthdays, my mom and dad, anniversaries. Like right. I wrote them all down. I don't think this... This generation does that.
0: Okay, we have one daughter who does it every time. She never misses anything. She's the one, the millennial who's going to marry the guy that I very much approve of and yes, like. yeah. And they move north for a little bit while he's in training. Um, she never misses anything ever. She's like you. Now, we have three other daughters that it's just fly by night. You have no idea if they're ever going to remember anything and then every son we have, the three sons that it d- <laughs> never remember. That's why
1: you get a wife.
0: That's why you get a wife. That's the reason. <laughs>
1: that's why you keep get a track wife. of your shit. But I'm just like, I just remembered getting those dates down. And then uh, if you didn't send a, if birthday cards weren't like ten bucks now to send a birthday card, right? But, but they now do they a can, text.
0: they can text, they can I know, call, I know. and none of them do. But our son does. You know what? He's this shows you the big heart he's got, even though. Seven of them didn't even bother to say anything. Yeah. That will not change what he does for them.
1: No, it's not. not. even a little bit. I just think it's just kind of strange how we've gotten impersonal well, with so much stuff when we have the ability to be personable. Does that make well, sense? And what I just the, said?
0: That's the reason that a card, like you said, a Hallmark card, I know it's 10 bucks, but it when you receive something in the mail... That means they drove down to the mall, they went into the Hallmark store, they picked out a card, they filled it out, they put it in an envelope with a stamp, and they mailed it. Right. That effort, you could never compare a text or an email to that effort. I agree. It's just, that's really something special.
1: But at least it's something that you're, that even if it's a text or an email, it's still recognizing that.
0: But they want to be recognized on their birthday. Let me tell you, if, if, (laughs) if, if if what, if the other seven kids didn't get something on their birthday, they'd be pissed. They'd be calling home going, nobody remembered my birthday.
1: Especially me. Yeah. Especially me. Not like, a, let me tell Like Especially
0: for, you? You'd be a baby if people no, forgot your birthday? No, they would be upset
1: if I forgot their birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, you're the mom. Because, for example, our daughter was visiting, what, last week or a weekend before, and she went home and she left her dress in the downstairs.
0: This is so funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the downstairs bedroom, or bathroom. Yeah. And um, she texted me. She goes, Mom, can you mail it to me? Because yeah. she's now no two, big two hours away from us. So I put it in a thing, and I had she you mailed it i mailed it she received it she was like mom she called me and she goes mom i was really mad at you i'm like what i sent you the dress she goes i didn't get any little special note i thought you were gonna put a note that's who you are you always put a note because in something.
0: you do that with every kid <laughs> you're the wife who used to put notes in my yes, lunches all yes. the time
1: then she takes the dress out of the bag and the dress Unravels and two Halloween candies come yeah, out. Yeah, special and she candies. Starts laughing. Yeah, she said she laughed so hard.
0: You had yeah, one for her and one for her guy. That was funny, and you—that's great.
1: And She goes, and then I had to apologize, mom, <laughs> 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 that she remembered. So the yeah, kids that was funny. do
0: get used to you doing all of the special things. You went out of your way for every holiday. We used to decorate the outside of the house. We'd For Halloween, we'd had things that flew through the air. We had music. We had lights. Christmas is the same way. You decorate the entire house for Christmas. It's so special. So yeah, they miss it when you don't do something. So
1: this year, I was going through the Halloween stuff, and since we don't have any little kids running around, for Halloween, I used to decorate... um, the whole house like you said but i also did a really special dinner uh, funny stuff like you know oh, you witches' those, fingers yeah. and brain jello and i you made it really big before, the before they went out trick-or-treating so i we're not i'm not doing that anymore but our older son said they were having a halloween party yeah, this weekend right. and so as i'm going through stuff i'm like i'm not going to use this anymore right. and i didn't want to throw it away so i put it in a box and I taped it, and I mailed it, and I sent him the thing, and I said, do you remember when I used to do dinners before Halloween? He goes, yeah. oh, my gosh, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, the kids
0: would, you know, the it was usually, depending on what day of the week the 31st fell on, they'd come home from school, running in the door, what did you fix today? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: hmm So... I sent his little care package, so most of it's like platters, and I Mm -hmm. sent him the mold for the brain jello and cups that were called, so he's going to use them this weekend, so that's kind of cool.
0: Why do you keep saying he when he's married?
1: He's not married. It's not our married son. You said our
0: oldest son. You keep saying no, our whatever, oldest son. One of our oldest sons. Sorry. Oh, all right.
1: And then our daughter was here last weekend, and I gave her some of the Halloween I decorations. I thought it was funny.
0: You gave her, our daughter who was just here, you gave her decorations in a box. You gave her um, molds and things for food in a yeah. box. And they're went. They they're going home in a pickup truck. Right. And her husband's all, why are you taking this crap? We don't got room for all this stuff. It was like, my mom gave us free, free fa- Halloween <laughs> free de- Halloween decorations and you don't want to pay for Halloween decorations. I'm taking it and he's like, you're fine, put it in the very back of the truck.
1: Yeah. If it blows
0: out on Interstate Five, I don't care.
1: And she was just it because it was nostalgic. It was like this is part of my childhood. So what's well, really cool that it's getting reused, you know.
0: That's good. Well, we can move on from those, uh, from those days with, with happiness. We did our part. We did. We raised all the kids, we, we made their holidays enjoyable. We did our part. I'll still
1: that. decorate, but out of Yeah. a a lower scale than what I did before.
0: No, we're not young anymore. We don't have to be hanging upside down (laughs) from the chandeliers putting stuff up. No.
1: No. So we're talking about Halloween. Do you remember Halloween when we were growing up?
0: Wait, one more thing. So now the kid, Gen Z kid, wants to go out and decorate the front yard for Halloween. Yeah. So he's getting, he's starting to get into it. He's getting pumped. The more, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to spend the money. I'm not right. buying stuff. But he comes up. He's getting more pumped. I'm getting more pumped. This is a legit question. He goes, okay, dad, oh, I just did you need permission. Can I put some lag bolts into the side of the house?
1: Oh, my goodness. And I
0: said, no. Okay. Okay. Well, where? maybe. Where where, where where? do you want to, <laughs> hold on. Be specific, son. I'm with you. I'm tracking with you.
1: I'm surprised he hasn't asked what the lag bolt is on the very top second thing yeah
0: at the very apex of the house there's an oh. eye bolt that we used to run a cable our we poor
1: would... son that had to crawl all the way up to the apex and lean over the other one that's why i was bringing up the old you know past halloweens you had him shimmy up the street light pole i did to the top to hang a cable. i needed a cable
0: to go 150 feet bolted to the top of our house to the top of the street light. And we couldn't get it where we wanted it on the streetlight. So yeah, we had to... Well, you ha-
1: guys kept trying to throw it. Throw it, it
0: over it, but get it in this right spot. It was really tough. But yeah, one one winter, I said, just crawl up there. He did. And he's like, I can't do it. I said, you're going to do it. I'm going to kick your ass. Now like, get at the fucking pole. So he climbed all the way up the streetlight. <laughs> which at the bottom of the streetlight, it's so big around, he had to bear hug it. And, huh, <laughs> yes, huh, and bear did. hug is all the way up. But we did it.
1: He did. Yeah, he did. He, he climbed the pole yeah. just, with his, just with his clothes on. It was amazing. Just so, you could have a little Halloween parenting
0: vibe. 101. We're doing it right
1: because you loved Halloween.
0: And all the kids were like, the girls, my daughters were all, Can you attach something to city property, Dad? All my sons were <laughs> like, Don't worry about it. Dad knows what he's doing.
1: <laughs> and I just look at the girls and go, Most likely not. But just, you, know,
0: you, you gathered up the girls like, Just let Dad go. Yes, Dad. It's let his him Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's one of his favorite
1: holidays. Just let him go. But I was bringing up the question about yeah. Halloween when we grew up. They weren't. Our costumes weren't elaborate. We used to go down to the five and dime. Remember the plastic? It was
0: those plastic masks. faces that used to heat up. You couldn't talk through them. You couldn't see through them. No, they but got you were expected hot.
1: to walk in the dark.
0: In the dark, yeah, down yeah, the street through traffic,
1: over a curb. Yeah, with
0: and don't run, don't lose all your don't bump into shit and lose not your shit half
1: the time. Not on a sidewalk.
0: No, it was bad. It was really bad. But
1: and they were ugly as shit. They were. They? they
0: they had like a little. A pre-printed, look like a trash bag. You put your arms through, and then a stupid mask with a string that always broke.
1: And you were supposed to look like Wonder Woman or Or a a Porky
0: Pig or something (laughs) dumb.
1: But did your parents ever make you a costume? Like one year, I went as a hobo. Like I had like makeup that gave me a beard, and I wore my dad's like suit jacket. I don't
0: think I ever had a homemade costume. Oh my god!
1: I think that was a last minute. My mom went, "Oops, it's my parents." My
0: mom wouldn't give candy to teenagers. That. Just showed up oh, late with mom. a with a pillow with a uh, uh, pillowcase. Yeah, and like, hey, knock knock, trick or treat. They they always come late. Yeah, they always just they didn't even bother wearing a costume. They just wanted candy. My mom would sit there and go, I don't think so. My dad would come to the door. What are you supposed to be? And they're like, Well, I, I didn't really wear a costume. My dad just shut the door. Like, you're done. Get out.
1: Oh, my mom didn't either. My mom and dad didn't do it. No, you
0: don't participate. You don't get shit.
1: Well, they've started doing that at our house the last few years. I've seen him. You
0: know when they come late. I'll tell you, there was two times in my life when Halloween was scary. Not for not for costumes. One was I when I first remember being like seven, maybe seven or eight years old, and my mom wouldn't let me have the candy, she had to check all the candy. Oh yeah. She had to pull it and you know and she, she started telling me stories. She goes, well, you know this apple you have here? There could be a razor blade inside the apple. Boy, razor blades and apples scared the shit <laughs> out of me my yeah. entire life. <laughs> yes. I could be 16 and I'm going to bite into an apple going, could be a razor blade in here.
1: Yeah, we didn't have the... the like. Whatever the drugs in it, we had razor no, blades, we they, had sharp yeah. objects. Yeah, they
0: would do stuff like that, or they would. There was a, you never know. You got to look for these wrappers, make sure there's no pre-opened candy. And right. I go, what for? Someone could have put rat poison in it. I'm like, really? <laughs> what does rat poison look like? Now nah, I'm panicking with my candy. I know. So that was when I was a kid, 70s, you know, early 80s. And by then, I was kind of not doing it. And then when you start hearing again, it was. Not, I th- I'm going to get the year wrong, maybe. And this I'm sure this hit the whole country but this started in Southern California. What was it? Okay, let me let me just Do Let's you See if I you, remember. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you guess the product, okay? Okay. Do you remember and this has to do with tampering with candy. Do you know that everything we have has a safety lid on it now? Yes. Everything has a peel back thing, a, a you even a bottle of water, you break loose the ring so you know if the water has been opened. Right. Everything in America has a safety seal on it of some kind. Right. Do you know why? Do you remember what happened in 1985 that started killing people and sent shockwaves through the country and every product began putting safety things on it? But there was one company, one object that did it and it happened in the summer and the following Halloween, everybody was panicking about candy the following Halloween.
1: I don't Now see, there's people out there
0: guessing right now. They're listening. I know, and I
1: can't recall. I'm trying to think, was it a candy bar? No. I don't remember.
0: Tylenol. It was Tylenol. Uh, Somebody had opened a bottle of Tylenol and injected something into it, and the pills. And someone Uh, ate it and got sick. They started tracking it down, and then another bottle of Tylenol across town. Oh, I think. And then another bottle of There was a big Tylenol scare. I think it was eighty-five. And then all of a sudden, they started. Well, Tylenol's like we're going to put safety seals. Tamper-proof things. Yeah, yeah. tamper-proof stuff. Well, the following Halloween. Now I was seventeen by then, but boy, the shockwaves through candy. No parents wanted their they they thought if you can do it to Tylenol, you can certainly yeah. do it to candy.
1: Candy bars, they can everything. A candy everything. Oh, they bar. were just yeah. it
0: was a, that was a I eighty five. even the Halloween of eighty-five was a tough one for candy for people.
1: I have one more when I was an adult. <laughs> yeah, adult. 18, 19. I'm gonna say adult loosely. <laughs> yeah. um, I did the West Hollywood Halloween run one time.
0: Who'd you go with?
1: Oh, my girlfriend Michelle.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, that girl got you in more trouble.
1: I was We went down there. We went. I was shocked. That was the one and only time I've ever been down there. I
0: went to. I went to. I went down to Hollywood Boulevard as a teenager once on Halloween and once on New Year's. And Halloween was way scarier. Yes. I have never seen anything like that in my life. It
1: was two girls. Us two girls went down there. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys made it back. I don't even know if my parents know. Well, I, think I went they-
0: I went down there with my girlfriend at the time, and you know, here I am. Thinking I'm a badass motherfucker, and I went down there and went, nope, nope. not I am not tough enough I think to be it's down worse here because
1: everybody was in costume too. So it's not like you can know the good and the bad. No, and you couldn't size any, ugly. No,
0: you couldn't size anybody the hobo up.
1: on the street corner, blended in just perfectly fine. Yes, yeah,
0: dude, coming <laughs> at you, looking yeah. all like a clown, could have been a ninja, and you'd never know. Yeah,
1: it yeah, was. was it was an interesting. We were there for a while. I mean, early it was okay. We we kind of went. You know early when I say early like eight nine o'clock but as it got even later it got even creepier
0: well we were down there around midnight and my yeah. girlfriend and I my girlfriend's like oh well, you could just keep walking it's fine you're I'm with you and I'm like okay I can't protect me down here let alone you and I'm sure my car is getting the rims taken That's off of it we
1: said. where I we parked could, so as what we said <laughs> we're gonna have to figure out how where we parked because yeah. we're talking. Hundreds of people too. Oh thousands
0: Thousands it's like, for sure
1: It's like From You can't even drive you A didn't, car you didn't down the You didn't park
0: street. Off of Hollywood You parked six blocks Off of yeah. Hollywood Yeah And
1: so when you get Deeper into the wave Of people You had to go Oh where did we park The car In fact and come to
0: think of it I don't think I was On Hollywood Boulevard I think I was on Sunset If I remember
1: right Yeah West Hollywood It
0: was just bad Yeah It was really super bad
1: And no cell phones Nope So you had to figure out I
0: left I After a while I'm like Look we just gotta yeah, Get out of here so We did gotta we.
1: go We were like Yeah well this was was fun so yeah. not doing that again oh good times good times. all
0: right so we spent a lot of time on the kid in halloween we're 25 minutes into this boring podcast it's, it's interesting for boring. us Boring. who's gonna think talking about our kid is uh, interesting at all this interesting. You so you bit.
1: started doing interviews how how do you like being an interviewer
0: it's hard i didn't well, I, I didn't realize when you're the person conducting the interview how much it re- the flow of things relies on you i didn't know this You know, I mean, you can you can think about it. You well, stupid. Of course, it relies on you. Of course, you. But it's different when you actually have to do it. Yeah. So, the first big interview I did was Rudy Law, former baseball player, and we talked for an hour and a half. I just now went to edit it, and my microphone is echoey. I don't know what I did wrong. The kid was helping me. We did it together, and we're now we're thinking we ruined it. It was so much fun to do. And I'll tell you, that was my very first interview. I had some questions lined up. The kid was producing the show, so he had some things to put up on the screen. We showed, a, we <laughs> we showed a, 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 a clip of Rudy sliding into home against the Yankees one time and getting called out. And I'm like, well, you missed the plate. You overran third base by a block and a half. Of course you were late to the plate. And then you slid your foot off. the." And we argued and bantered. And it was funny. So it was a good interview, I thought. But at the end of it, I got the ultimate compliment from Rudy. Rudy said, that was the smoothest interview I've ever done in my life.
1: Oh, that was nice of him. He
0: said, you didn't stutter with, uh, um, well, uh, can I, um, you didn't, he goes, then he stood up where you're sitting. He stood up and he looked over at my, my er- my work area. He goes, you don't have any papers down there. I said, no. Was I supposed to? He goes, I've never been in an interview where someone didn't take notes. He goes, you didn't have any notes. I said, No. I said I kind of knew the order of stuff, and I really wanted you to do more of the talking. So he gave me a lot of confidence that I was I could do the interview part better. The next one I did was with um, Bruce Chandler from KQQ Radio. Um, that was a lot tougher to do to get through.
1: I was going to say I bet you it goes from person to person depending on I th- their engagement.
0: And-, well, and I thought I was going to knock it out of the park because here I am going into this you know, talking about, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm listening to him kind of list his resume yeah. on where he did, but I, I was trying to wedge in stories at each place and I, it just didn't, it didn't flow the way I wanted it to. He wasn't
1: coming cost as the DJ.
0: No, no, no. And I, and I think, I don't say he messed it up or I messed it up. It just, it was one of those situations that didn't click as well as I wanted it to. The third interview I did was with a staff sergeant in the Marine Corps who had quite a bit of interesting stories to tell. And I realized in that interview, I played it back, although I think it was a great interview, I talked too much. Mm. I would spend three minutes building this question for a one-minute answer. (laughs) Then three minutes of me building a question, I was like, when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to learn to shut the fuck up. I talked way way too much for an interview.
1: Well, you're learning, and that's why you're doing it now before the radio station. Yeah,
0: you're it getting is. it
1: in the practice and everything. So,
0: so we're getting okay. hate mail about the interviews. Hate mail? Yeah, we got mail because I made the mistake of I put a couple of the interviews. One we did a world show with with Ian. Remember loud one? Yeah, and he was here in person in studio. So, and I turned that. I took the audio of the world show we did. And I edited it down and made it a, made it a pod, an audio podcast. Yeah, so that was technically an interview. And I put it up in the middle in between the podcast you and I put up. Oh. And people are e- and emailing us going, oh, you're changing your format. I'm here for the mom and dad podcast. This sucks, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. If you're gonna start doing interviews, and I'm like, I was they're not taking the place of our podcast. We still have our podcast dropping every Friday, yeah. but in between if we haven't specials. Yeah. Specials. If we in between if we sprinkle in something and they're like, No, if you're doing that, I'm leaving. So now I have to do some stupid disclaimer Every interview going, This is not a regular podcast. This is not taking the place of our podcast. This is something special. Didn't
1: you haven't you didn't you change like the thumb, the picture? Or don't did, you yeah. do like uh you yep. know where the wording is and yep. goes special yep. podcast? Every
0: time the huh. two bears on staff and two bears said, Look, dude, they they should get this. Yeah. You label it different, you title it different. He goes, They're a bunch of crybabies, but I'm trying to facilitate everybody. Right. It's just we got a little hate mail because what? we were That's changing fine. the format.
1: So, um,
0: yeah. Anything in the headlines?
1: <laughs> no, I don't have any headlines this week, but, um, do you remember after my cancer and I, I got through it, uh, we started doing, uh, LLS, which is Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Light the Night. Yeah. It's that time of year again.
0: Oh, that's right. That we did. Um, for, well, for a couple of years after you, we did. You got past cancer. We did quite a bit. They with them. came
1: looking for us, or well, me. for you, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess do. for me. Um, and do you remember when I was their special guest speaker yeah. one night, one you, year? It was that you was, did the
0: light the night. You were on microphone at the Riverwalk, and I you was walked. So nervous. You did the the walk with all the candles and everybody. The lights that the everybody lights. held. It's yeah, it was very a big cool production. Thing. It's
1: a big production every year. It's yeah. a, a a nationwide organization, but then it has. A centrally located, like yeah. we have one chapters, here in the chapters of the Central Valley, and they host a Light the Night Walk here in our town. And they asked me to do a speech, and I was so nervous. Do you remember that night? I don't. I didn't do speeches.
0: No. that th- is this the one where you had the microphone at Riverwalk? Yes. I do remember that. Yeah.
1: I was so nervous. My whole family came out. We had like 30 people walking. There was
0: 1,000 people there that night for yes, sure. Yes, but
1: we had personally. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had like, a lot of
0: friends and family. Family
1: that came from far away to do the Light the Night Walk. To walk with you. Well, then um, one of the last ones we did, I... I couldn't go on. I I had done so many speeches. That was oh, was this first the one, one at the fairgrounds? Yeah, but you know, remember, we did quite a few. You did
0: a bunch of them, but that was a big one for you. You were supposed to knock and that I one just, home.
1: I froze. Remember that? I froze. at you the You wouldn't fairgrounds. come out of
0: the audience when it was your turn to go I up on stage.
1: I could. Well, part of it was is that we were telling the story over and over again, and it's it's al- although it ended in a happy ending. It's a very it's, hard emotional journey yeah, for me. Every single time I talk about it, it's
0: an emotional story every single time.
1: Yeah. yeah, and when you say it multiple times, when it's still fresh, it it draws me back into that dark place. Yeah. and so that one day I just was I I can't I can't say the story anymore. I
0: was simply going to tell you were kind of the keynote speaker. You were I was. finishing the the all the stuff that had been going on. You were supposed to walk up on stage and tell this story. And then you didn't want to. You just go, I'm not going.
1: And I believe it was my year, wasn't it? it wasn't that. It, it was, it was, to, the, it to, was the to the day. No, it was
0: to the day of, was it two years or three years?
1: No, I thought it was a year. No, it wasn't a year. It was, it was more than that. It was but it a was, milestone. It was Five a milestone
0: years? and it was to the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you made me go up there. I did. You're like, you go do it. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. No.
1: But I liked your version. You gave the version of when somebody in the family gets cancer, everybody, everybody
0: gets, gets cancer. Everybody gets cancer, to some degree, yes.
1: Because it affects everybody within miles. It doesn't have to be just in your immediate family. It trickles down effect to everybody right. in your family.
0: Well, and that was the thing I was trying to point out at the beginning of when you told me to give the speech. What I told them was I just started by saying that. I said, some of you are here in the audience because you, you have cancer or you had cancer. It, but some of you are cancer. here are supporting people. Uh-huh. And it's important to know that anytime someone gets cancer in the family, everybody gets cancer. Mm-hmm. To some degree, your life is now changed because of cancer. That's the way I started it. Yeah, so it was a little affecting. bit, a little if, bit if, different if, take.
1: Yeah, so we uh, it was so overwhelming. They had me mm-hmm. wanting to do speeches after speech after speech. We finally we backed away from the whole situation remember we stopped doing I spent two
0: months telling everybody no thank you because they kept calling
1: yes so light the night is still going on and I and it always reaches out to me and we're doing light the night again here in town I think it's this weekend I believe right but I'm not physically going to walk Um, I am doing it personally through their organization they're doing this light the night uh, walk 6,000 steps each day in November with the the Lifestyle change that I've started, I've been able to start walking again, and this is both a personal challenge for me, but also a personal challenge for leukemia and right. fight for leukemia. So on our Facebook page and some of our other things, I've put up um, an LLS, LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Light the Night donation page. Where, if you want to sponsor me to walk my 6,000 steps a day in November, I would. But this really goes love
0: to it. them. This money doesn't go to us. It does
1: not go to Gen X It doesn't Next come
0: Talks. to us and then we turn it over no. to them. It goes straight to them. It
1: goes straight to this. This
0: is kind of a, a neat segue because we're talking about the interviews. Yes. That we've been doing trying to get ready for the radio station. And we're talking about uh, cancer, your cancer. Uh-huh. And now we're talking about your lifestyle change. Yes. We are going to have. Dr. McDreamy, come down here, who was extremely influential, instrumental (laughs) in your cancer survival at that time. Yes. So you'll be here, I'll be here, he will be here in studio, between the three of us, we are going to walk through a complete interview of your cancer. We're going to
1: say that story. And the two
0: miracles that happened that got you into magazines and doctor's notes all over the world, (laughs) Yeah. true story, and then- We're going to bring in his wife who has now put you on a path the last few months that has changed you completely. I can look at you and go, my wife is much better. My wife is a changed person. This this interview is more for us than anybody, but we're going to let everybody in on it. It's going to tie together the interview process, the cancer story that everyone's (laughs) been waiting for for three years, and it's going to culminate. With his wife and her medical training methods Uh on what has changed you all in one big interview. Maybe, might even be two parts, but they're going to come down here and stay for a weekend, and we're just going to record it all and then put it together. Yeah, this
1: is a 10-year journey. I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary of being uh, cancer-free. So this has been a 10-year journey of just trying to find life after cancer, too. I mean, it's been... It's been tough. It's been really a hard journey. So... Anyway, so Light the Night and the Leukemia Lymphoma Society has been a big portion of our life. And yeah. um, I just wanted to help other people that are out there. They're finding different treatments now. It's constantly, just out of all cancers, it's Which is good.
0: So. so I tied that all together for yeah. you so you could get the whole picture of what we're talking about. It's a big, 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 big we'll deal. We'll be
1: doing that in November. We have, we have a date set? Have dates. Okay. No, dates have not. We're working on it.
0: All right. All I know is Dr. McDreamy says... In the evening, can we sit out by the fire? He wants to. He he made a comment about sitting out by the fire pit and having a few drinks and cigars. Absolutely. Yep. Just hanging out
1: together. There,
0: you know, there was lots of good and lots of bad. Of course, when you went through cancer, I think the thing that follows me that's bad about it is every time you and I get into a fight, an argument, where I'm thinking right, you're thinking left, I'm thinking up, you're thinking down. You always throw out there. But did you die?
1: Because I can.
0: I know, but that's not fair. You can't always go. Look, did you die? No, I didn't die. Okay, then then don't talk to me. Then you don't have. You can't say anything until you've died. Well, I haven't died.
1: Well, it does no. I can one up you on that one.
0: Yeah, but you use it all the time. I, think, I do
1: not use it all the time.
0: Okay, serious arguments you do when you're losing. You when do.
1: it's important. <laughs> when it's important and I need to drop that.
0: Yeah. All right. Whatever. Gosh. Can we move on now? God bless it. What
1: do you want to talk about now?
0: I don't know. It's the most boring podcast this we've ever put out. This Would is. Would
1: you stop? You always think every single time it's this boring. This is not. Nobody's g- going to listen. People it. are fast Nobody's forwarding through this stuff. They are not. Okay.
0: Well, see how. Let's see how many people leave comments. Then. Okay. So, right, so yeah. where are,
1: are we? We got to be like forty-five minutes in. So I think it's time for a car story. What? You always a car
0: story. Cars.
1: Yes. Come on. You have, you have so many.
0: Is there any other thing to talk about at all? I mean, is there current events? Is there... No. There's got to be something other no. than stupid car stories. They
1: love your car stories. Your story.
0: car stories are supposed to go to the end.
1: I get emails all the time for me not to do anything.
0: All right, whatever. Um, car story. The one that you com- want to
1: think about it for a little bit?
0: Well, you make us sound like you got nothing else to talk about. So I'm going to have to say something. I'd love to think about it, but we can't just have dead air here. Everybody, everyone, go do something All right, for a few. I'll change the subject. What?
1: How you doing on pigskin pick'em?
0: Oh, so you pick something that you're whooping my ass at? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm you went. I'm just
1: coming up with something else. You're just you want to wait on the car story, we'll go there. It's
0: like you sitting beside me with a baseball bat going, tell the car story. And if you don't, we got something else to talk about. That's what happens. And you go pick, You go Choose. whack. And Cheers. you hit me in the leg and go, all right, let's talk about how your leg feels. Pick
1: skin, pick them, or car And then you're going to your hit choice. me in the
0: shoulder and go, we can talk about something new. How's your shoulder feel? Go ahead. I don't know. You keep hitting me with a big stick. It hurts.
1: And you're not even, you're still deflecting.
0: Because you, okay, I went from 29th place Come on to like fourteenth to eleventh. Come on, we were tied at seventh. Come on, and now I'm way behind you again. Where I had are a bad you at? Weekend.
1: Wait, wait. Where are Four, you? Fourteenth. Oh, you're at fourteenth. Where are you? Seventh. Okay. I've been holding, back hey, <laughs> I'm not fluctuating all over the board. I'm staying pretty consistent. Because
0: you don't take any risks.
1: Bullshit.
0: You don't take any risks.
1: Oh, that you know of.
0: Look, I'm. You know what? I go with my gut. I'm a real American. Okay, I'm not using oh statistics goodness. and charts Here and, and flow graphs and all that shit. I'm doing it right.
1: What you close your eyes and move your finger back and forth and stop <laughs> on the one you're gonna pick? No, uh, that's scientific.
0: Come on, you got to give me more credit than that. I'm not even throwing a dart at a dartboard, man. I'm I'm using scientific reason. I got I got formulas in my head that go on.
1: No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You're lucky
0: I'm not drawing all over the 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 bathroom shower. My pigskin pick stuff trying to figure out which team and whether the.
1: You s- need to stop doing that.
0: I just said I didn't do it. I'm not doing pigskin pick on the inside of the shower.
1: Well, there's other stuff in there. You need to stop writing. Okay. Stop drawing, stop writing, stop, it's really hard to clean.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, but listen. No, you're not. The only time I've done it like this last week, I did it two days in a row because I was designing something, and you can't have a pencil and a piece of paper in the shower.
1: Designing in the shower.
0: Okay, do you remember last week when we were talking about the coat hangers and how the coat hangers have those weird hooks on them and everything's stupid? Oh, man, here we go. Now listen, now I thought of something. This is you got to listen to me here, okay? I know you're flumping a little bit with your stuff, and the but you listen. So the main thing was when I pull my shirt off the hanger in the closet, that it gets hooked on that stupid hook, and I wanted you to buy different coat hangers that were smooth. But still, the coat hanger pivots, does it not? Doesn't it tilt when I pivot? Pivot. When it grabs, when I when I go to grab a shirt, it tilts and it snaps off. Fine, a like, plain coat hanger spins around and we're good. I get it. And when okay. it's, when it has a little hook, it doesn't it doesn't let go and it breaks. So smooth coat hangers spin around. What
1: does this have to do with the shower?
0: Because in the shower, I designed a coat hanger. With little springs and pivot points on the ends of the coat hanger that they fold. When you grab your shirt and you just want to rip it out of the closet, the end of the coat hanger the end is on a little tiny spring and a and a, and a little rivet and it and it <laughs> folds down so that it lets go of your shirt really soon
1: do you know you're not supposed to pull your shirts off a hanger
0: i'm just letting you know that's how i do it i cannot be the only guy who breezes through the closet and grabs a shirt and pulls it off of there and goes with through his day so i designed a coat hanger that the, that the far end of the triangle of the coat hanger would collapse let your shirt off and then pong back into position oh
1: my gosh and you put that's what was on the that's shower. that's what i was drawing Does okay it, you need to stop
0: well where am i sp- if i have the idea in the shower where am i supposed to do that
1: i don't you I see don't know.
0: you're just you i'm know,
1: sure there's some gadget now for you are
0: stifling my creativity There's
1: probably a waterproof uh board you can put for your shower now i like bet there is like you
0: allow one of those in your shower that's a
1: new invention A waterproof noteboard for the shower.
0: So if I had drawn that on the glass, that would have been okay?
1: No, on the board. (laughs) Not the glass.
0: You're just, you're stifling my creativity. You know that is-
1: I'm stifling your creativity. Yeah,
0: you know, you're thinking right now, look at, you know, you're trying to be upset. I'm not. You're you're trying to have that look like you're disappointed, but inside you're like, my husband is a goddamn genius.
1: Let's go with that one.
0: Right now you're thinking, how does he come up with this cool shit? Inventor. Look at me. You keep thinking And think the word inventor.
1: Mm, I think more MacGyver.
0: Okay. But MacGyver only does it like a one-off. I'm talking about production. I'm talking about a Fortune 500 company built on a collapsible hangar. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's brilliance, man. And then you stifle me. Okay, fine. Whatever. All right. All right. I'm Uh, still good with that.
1: I do have a headline, by the way. While you were jabbering, I thought of something. Okay. And it's kind of funny because I was thinking you shower Pornhub, you know. <laughs> you
0: were thinking about Pornhub while I was in the shower.
1: Well, why are you? I'm talking? flattered because <laughs> I just read something that that this morning it came across the news that Pornhub, which I know you visit regularly, uh, is getting sued.
0: Why would you think I would know anything about Pornhub being sued? Because why would you associate that with me at all?
1: Because I know you. No, it's free porn.
0: Well, nothing's free. <laughs>
1: <First of all. laughs> um, they're getting sued for hidden cameras.
0: Okay. What do you want me to do if I comment on it then you're going to think see you do. So. Yeah, they're they're
1: So, oh, you know. I well,
0: I maybe I, I read the it. same <laughs>
1: I knew it. Maybe
0: I read the same article as you. They have to right. uh um,
1: you read the same article.
0: It was a, it was a, it was a, it just popped uh, up. Uh, I was looking yeah. at um. Oh yeah,
1: it popped up something did.
0: While you were on Pornhub. Um, they're uh, getting it's... sued because what happens? Oh, you, if you, you have, have a hidden camera and and you film yourself having sex and you post it the other person did not give consent.
1: Uh, well, yeah. And, if they don't know.
0: Well, and there was a big there's a big battle over yeah. whether that's like, well, but I'm posting myself having sex.
1: Yeah, but there's, it's con- not consensual. Well, is, that, there's, is that what they're saying? There, that's you, why I read it. There's a big it.
0: thing out there about like if you put out, boy, the privacy issues on the internet and copyright. In other words, you can put a picture out there and say, I own that picture. And it's mine. Whatever the picture, it can be a picture of a car. Uh-huh. It's my picture of the car. It's my picture. You can't use that. It's intellectual property, uh-huh. and that's true. But there's a but. Basically, the rule of thumb on the planet Earth is: you put it out on the internet, it's going to go everywhere. Oh, for sure. And you're not. You can never claim intellectual property for the ten million people that use it. So that's that's been a huge fight the whole time, which is why everybody watermarks pictures Mm -hmm. so you can't just because I go to put pictures up on Gen X talk stuff all the time and if I type in something that says old man pointing his finger with a beard or something the best pictures I come up with on the internet that I'd like to use all have watermarks on them for some company yeah you got to pay them like a dollar a month to use their yeah. stock footage. The kid
1: and I find that for the Instagram. When it's, we're so it's at it's stuff.
0: it's an issue. So you, taking that back to the intellectual property, what yours is not. Now you come across porn sites where one person is filming two people having sex or doing something. The one person goes, "It's my film. It's my property, and it's okay. me." Yeah, you but know? you're
1: putting out somebody else's shit.
0: Well, that's the that's where they're losing the lawsuit. Is because the other person would have to consent. You put out a picture of a, of a of a sixty-nine red Mustang, the red Mustang does not have to give you consent. Right. But if you're putting something out there as and you're even labeling it hidden camera, because that's how you want to get your views, right. you are admitting the other person did not know. That's not so, good. No, so what's gonna
1: happen though? How they can I mean it's out there in the world. Like
0: well, the, restitution,
1: what's it's still gonna be, I do still gonna do
0: I didn't, I, I did read most of the article. I don't think it's to get any sort of restitution or payment. I think it's to pull them down and that whole category.
1: Hidden camera?
0: Yeah, don't, you can't do that anymore. You got to do something else. You can't call it that. You can't post them anymore. I think it's just stopping the action from happening. Seriously,
1: I feel bad for the people that didn't know because now that video's like. Out oh yeah, there, like you said, it's like out. You like can't. You yeah. can't. They'll you, never. Even if they, you'll
0: never track them all down. No, the that's
1: what I'm saying. I go kind of feel bad. In a so way.
0: the but the other part of the lawsuit or the suits that are happening was that the that what I what I was. Read it was told when you read it and telling you reading the article is that,
1: yeah, I bet you were reading the article and looking at pictures. I and
0: only look and he probably I, went I'm only the there for and the article,
1: camera section, but he'll never, it's admit the articles, that, but whatever. Playboy yeah, magazine
0: had some great articles about the day,
1: crossword puzzle crossword too, I'm puzzles, huh? yeah. Oh, right. so I bet
0: the idea was that you have to shut it all down, except there's you know the big sites that are out there. Those I don't ones, know about those. Those are the ones they're targeting. <laughs> but what about the ten thousand other sites that you never that are based in Singapore, that are based in you know the Philippines? You're never going to get all those people to turn take their stuff down. So I don't know what they're going to do with it all. But it's a
1: worldwide problem. It
0: is. It's a it's a. Gig. Well,
1: I'm glad you read the whole article. I just read the like header on it. That was it. You know, just to see what it was. And now you, I, you just admitted to reading the whole article.
0: I can read. I admitted I can read. But it
1: had pictures.
0: Well, they were blurred out. You know, the, right. you've got to have the just the suggestive is. What and it then
1: is. you had cross reference, you know, to make sure what. Well, was I got to check the true. validity
0: of the article. So I don't had just to go with into
1: porn, how one source. To see exactly what they were talking I about. I talk right? about
0: two sources before I can ever comment oh, on anything. Oh,
1: I see. Okay, yeah. so you had to do some homework. Well,
0: I do my due diligence. You know, I don't want to come so across. So you
1: knew I was going to bring this subject up. Then. I had no
0: idea. You lied. Not a chance.
1: You did. Nope. I don't know about that. All, All right. Car- so while we were talking, did you think of a car story?
0: Oh, clearly the other part of my brain was digging deep for a car story <laughs> while you were
1: at it. What about? Um,
0: I do got a story. It's not a dealership story. It doesn't it's just, have to be. It's a car story. All right. So all right. this one is a personal story.
1: <laughs> is it? Really? Aren't no, you, I aren't just Aren't all dealership stories personal?
0: This isn't a dealership story. Okay. All right. So, so um, Grace Community Church is on Roscoe Boulevard, and there's big buildings built in their back parking lot now. But at, for a long time there wasn't. There was just parking lots and
1: and parking lots and,
0: and parking basketball lo- hoops, metal pole filled with concrete uh, chain net, public school style basketball hoops in this parking lot, and there was no. Little curbs. They did not have little, you know, like gray concrete thing, yeah. curbs where you stop your car. The whole, par- whole parking lot was empty. So we were, we were the janitorial staff. Uh, myself and all my friends. There's like seven or eight of us.
1: How old were you? S-
0: Sixteen or seventeen.
1: Oh, you were okay. And
0: we did the night shift. So we would work, you know, from eight o'clock at night till two or three in the morning, because this church had—you'd have to get everything set for the next day. Every day, this church had seventy or eighty different rooms in it. They all had to be cleaned every day and then set up differently for the next day's events, because it was a school and church functions. It was an ongoing thing. You constantly it sounds like a lot of work. It was a ton. So we got done with our work one night. I was going to say it was about one in the morning, about then, maybe midnight. <laughs>
1: nothing no, and nothing we really had happens after midnight.
0: 1978, four-door, extended bed, Dodger blue, uh, Dodge truck. Big old Dodge truck, three-quarter ton. Um, I thought
1: you said Ford.
0: No, it was a Dodge. Okay, guarantee it was a Dodge. Big old Dodge truck, okay. four door, not four. Four door. Okay, four door. sorry. <laughs> four door, long bed, and I don't know how we got started doing this, but we were well, driving. Hold
1: on a second. Whose was it? Um, do you remember?
0: Yeah, it belonged at the time belonged to Steve Austin.
1: Okay, so it was one of your buddies. One of my
0: buddies. Yeah, it was one of my friends.
1: And it wasn't a parents' truck.
0: No, it was his. Okay, and. <laughs> And it used to belong to the church. He bought it from the church when they sold it like the year before. And I don't know how this got started, but we were driving it around the parking lot. And one person was driving and the other seven, eight, nine of us were jumping in and out of it. (laughs) It had a it had a lumber rack on it, okay? Okay. And so this lumber rack, you could run alongside and jump up, grab the lumber rack and pull yourself into the back of the truck.
1: Pretend to be firemen.
0: I don't know what we're pretending to be. <laughs> we're just goofing around. And so the radio's blaring. We're jumping in and out of the oh truck. But when you're standing in it, you can hang on to this lumber rack, too. Oh, okay. And so the driver starts jamming on the brakes. And if you're running along the back of it, you'd slam right into the tailgate. Oh, if you weren't holding on standing in the back of the truck, you'd tumble towards the glass at the rear window.
1: That or, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, right? it
0: was great. <laughs> oh, my God. And we just kept doing it. And then all of a sudden- oh. I think the guy's name was Ernie. He was driving the truck. He got all the way to the end of this parking lot. He turned the truck around and started going. He jumped out as the driver.
1: And it's still going?
0: Yeah, he just left it going. Now, at the other end of the parking lot is a wash, like a big concrete, 40-foot deep concrete on concrete. What made
1: him get out of the truck? He
0: thought it'd be funny. So some but of us, no,
1: no plan as to how we were going to.
0: No, he just jumps out. Now, a couple people were in the back. Oh a couple God. people were running alongside. He just, he wasn't going fast. Doesn't he's, matter. He's going like twenty miles an hour. He just jumps out, leaves the door open. And so everybody's trying to race. The people in back are trying to climb up on top to slide in. People running alongside of it are trying to get in the door. I was on the passenger side thinking, okay, I can run and get the passenger door open and I can slide across there. I don't remember who. Somebody did it it got in so that and steered it and we were fine. So that became another aspect of the game. So now we're driving this thing around the parking lot and we're intentionally whipping it to the left to try to knock people over, whipping it to the right to knock people over, jamming on the brakes so people (laughs) run into it. And then all of a sudden, if you got to one end of the parking lot, you got out. Now the thing was to get back in whoever was driving. Before
1: it goes in the wash?
0: Before it goes in the wash. Yeah. Before (laughs) this thing takes a nose drive and does, you know, 40 feet down into the wash. So. Uh, Oh my god! It, it'd have to run through a fence first too. Go through the fence and over the gravel, down the wash. So we just kept doing this. It was really fun. Then we <laughs> yeah, started. It sounds
1: like a blast.
0: We started doing it to where we were revving the engine up, like you would goose it a little bit and make someone, it'd make it run into someone. You know, you'd glance off of them or do you, so. Oh God! Somehow, uh, John Shiravalo got in the driver's seat. And John Shiravalo is the lead singer of One in Rome. Um, he's the guy front in their band right now. And some of you may know him. So John's in there. And he is not paying attention. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He is running, oh. driving. He's going way faster than anybody did before. He's driving mostly looking over his shoulder laughing <gasps> at, what's, at what we're all doing because he's really hurting us. I had just was grabbing onto the back of the bed of the truck and I was going to jump up on the bumper and he sees me, he's looking over his shoulder, he sees me, and he floors it so that I can't grab it. Yeah. I mean, he didn't let off the throttle. And he <laughs> went right into one of the basketball poles. He hit that thing so hard. And I I had grabbed onto the bed. I saw the pole coming and I just let go in time.
1: Oh god. So I had
0: no impact. I just was standing there. I just, you know, came to a running stop. He hit that thing so hard dead center, both headlights were facing each other. (laughs) He had bent that pole so far back in that the headlights were actually now pointed inward at each other.
1: Oh, man.
0: So now, this is a Saturday. Was he okay? I don't know. I guess. That wasn't what was important, man. The truck was what was important. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he- That's uh, hitting
1: it pretty hard. He
0: hit it hard. And when he hit it, he was like shocked that he hit it. He didn't let off the gas. Uh Like the back tires were still smoking, trying to go until he woke up like, oh, shit. And then he lets go. But I mean, it hit it hard. So remember, it was Steve's truck. Yes. Steve just lost his mind. He goes up to, I think there's a four-story building. Back at the time, it was called the new building. And he doesn't know what to think because he knows we're we're all going to get fired from the church, right? His parents are going to be pissed that he wrecked the truck, even though it was his. And he ain't got the money to fix it. So he goes up. The next thing we're trying to see, we, we can't pull this thing. We can't get it off the pole. <laughs> it's kind of wrapped around the pole. We can't get it off the pole. And Steve goes up to the top of the new building and sits with his legs over the top oh. of the roof. I thought, oh shit, he's losing his mind. He was really upset by this. And I'm looking at him sitting up there. It's at, it's now now it's like two or three o'clock in the morning. And I'm going, I don't think Steve would ever jump. Steve's not that guy but you just know that he is not in his right mind that he could fall. He's sitting because we're janitors. We had all the keys to get everywhere. So he unlocked yeah. it all the way up and he's sitting up there. Now I'm half trying to figure out how all of us can get this truck out of the parking lot before church starts in a few hours. <laughs> and then I'm also looking at Steve going, please get off the roof. You know, you got to yeah. come down off of there. So we finally um, pull this thing off of there enough and we don't have any way to get it anywhere. It won't move. It'll barely. It'll barely roll. So they drove me. They snuck me at two o'clock in the morning all the way up to my grandparents' house in Latuna Canyon. I grabbed my fifty-nine Ford pickup, I, which I was in the middle of working on. It wasn't quite done. Okay. And I drive it all the way down there. We hook up a tow strap to it. And John Shiravala only lived a couple streets away, a couple side streets. Like, okay, if we can get this thing across Roscoe Boulevard, major thoroughfare, if we can get it across Roscoe Boulevard, we'll be fine. We can get into the neighborhood and we're good.
1: Just to get it out of the parking lot. Just to lot. get
0: it out of the parking lot before the church before church opened. Yeah,
1: but you would have had to practically drag this we thing. We
0: were dragging it with my <laughs> truck. So we're dragging this thing and we get out and there's a there's a light there, so light turns green oh. and there's not a lot of traffic. It's now two thirty in the morning or so, and I'm taking off across the street. I'm I'm flooring my fifty nine Ford and I'm trying to drag this big old three quarter broken Dodge truck. And we get it mostly across the intersection. And my truck under my dashboard catches on fire. (laughs) I just remember smoke and I'm like, why is there smoke? Well, my friend Glenn, who ended up being a firefighter, I think in the army or the Navy for a while, he comes running up because I wasn't getting out of the truck. I was literally going, why is there smoke coming out from under my dash? Well, I didn't see the flames and he did. He comes up and opens the passenger door or the driver's door, yards me out onto the ground. And throws the thing in park, and he's trying to put it out with his jacket. I'm now on the ground looking up. I'm on Roscoe Boulevard looking up at my trucks catching on fire. Now I'm pissed that my truck's on fire. Oh, God. So he puts out the my the fire in my truck. My truck won't start again. Now my truck's sitting there completely screwed.
1: So now we got two trucks.
0: Two trucks. Now his truck is still leaking oil, leaking coolant all over the ground <laughs> with a toast strap to an old primer gray 59 Ford truck that is now still <laughs> smoldering on fire from under the dash. Now we've got like two hours to go before that everybody starts showing up at the church because now we're in front of the church <laughs> in the main thoroughfare of Roscoe Boulevard and we somehow got everything just across the street to the side street enough where we weren't blocking traffic. Now we're really screwed. Now everyone's panicking. Now John says, never mind, you're not bringing this stuff to my house. Oh, my God. parents will kill me. I'm like, well, what are we going to do with it? We can't, We're we're stuck. So... <laughs> We get in Glenn's nineteen sixty-nine baby blue uh Toyota Corona and we drive back up to my grandparents' house and we grab Lauren's uh Lauren had gone in the army and, and I was I was watching for him <laughs> his sixty-nine red Mustang.
1: Oh no you didn't. I
0: did. So we take that Mustang down. Now it's like three thirty or four in the morning. Oh my god. And we tie a toe strap to uh The the front I think the front frame of my truck Because the bumper was gone And we take my truck first The 59 Ford We got to drag it like 10 miles through city streets In Los Angeles And I had to teach them Listen, I'm pulling, you're braking You have to brake for both of us and like, okay, I got you, got you. Now, if anybody's ever done this, you get it. But what happens is, is that when 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 the person behind you is breaking, if they're not paying attention, by the time they got done stopping, you're out in the middle of the intersection. I'm like, you have to stop me at the crosswalk. <laughs> Pay attention. So we we fumble through all that mess. Big long story with those things. Nobody died. No, I didn't hit anybody. But we come up and I I turn the corner into my grandparents' driveway, kind of going fast because I'm pulling this truck with with the Mustang and i turn into the driveway glenn who was behind me in the in my truck i'm pulling the truck i stop and he can't stop the brakes don't work oh. the brakes gave out completely as we got oh. there so instead of running into the back of the mustang he turns the wheel and hits the back of my grandparents camper <gasps> i mean like at 30 miles an hour at 4 in the morning Boom! He hits the he hits the motorhome. <laughs> Good morning! <laughs> he, he hits this thing. We're undoing stuff like that. My grandparents come out and so say, it's no big deal. It just... Look at the, to, to, when you're looking at it four in the morning from, from the house, it looks fine. You can't tell that we ran into the back of it. Uh-huh. And it did have a pretty big bumper, so it wasn't messed up too bad. I said, just go back to sleep. Everything's fine. I got this under control. Right. And they're like, what do you do? He said, yeah, we're just trying to figure some stuff out here. You know, I'm coming back home in a minute and go to bed. So... We go back down, and then we get the Dodge, and my Mustang has to tow this Dodge, the same trek of 10 miles up this canyon, and this time I go, park it in the street. (laughs) Don't don't come in the driveway. Just park it in the street. So we drag this thing up there. We park it where it's supposed to go. We all pile in the last two cars, drive back to the church. Now sun rays is coming up, and we are trying to clean up all the oil and glass and coolant and we can't fix the the bent pole, but now nah, you really couldn't tell that much. It looked okay. And we got everything cleaned up right as the elders got to the church in the morning. and 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 we're, they see us out there in our uniforms, cleaning up. And you know what they did is they they started walking out there, and I remember one or two of us walked over, and I'm like, just let me handle this. let me tell'll you know I'll talk us through this, and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to say. They walk up and they go, wow, you guys are really dedicated. You even cleaned the parking lot before church. You got the whole church set up for Sunday, and you even make sure that the park says, yeah, you know, uh, we found some glass and some oil, and we're just taking care of it for you. We're not even on the clock right now. We're not getting paid for this. We're just doing this. Oh, he's like, God. you guys are great, and uh, that's, that, was the, that was the beginning of a much longer story on how the truck got smashed, and we were all dicking around, and Yeah.
1: Again, nothing good happens after midnight. That's
0: the way I remember it, give or take a lie or two, because Wyatt Earp used to say that. I think that's a great way to end every story, like Wyatt Earp would say. That's the way I remember it, give or take a oh lie or two. God. That happened. That's a ask good car story. Anybody who, you can ask anybody who's there. I if if I I probably missed some stuff that was going on. Probably, but I got the major parts of it right. Does
1: so. John's sister know about those?
0: Yeah, she knows about. She knows a lot. Yeah, both of his sisters know a ton of stories. That's one reason I don't like it when Tori Randolph comes on the comment section in <laughs> on live streams because she could bring up stuff, or her sister Ann could really bring up stuff that would pin me down. I'd have to, I'd have to end the live stream. I couldn't, I can't, I can't tell any more stories about. <laughs> I think
1: that. I need to go have lunch with those two. No,
0: you do not. You I think absolutely I absolutely do. do not. No, no, no.
1: Call them up and take a little trip and go have some. I'd
0: know, rather one you on didn't. One time. I really would rather you didn't. Some of the most embarrassing stories of my life had to do with that group of people.
1: Keep encouraging me. (laughs) And and his
0: sisters were just on the fringe watching the whole thing go down. Yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: True story. That's the way it happened.
1: Thank jeez. You guys are all alive. That's
0: not really a dealership story, but. No,
1: it doesn't have to be. It's a car story. It is a car story. Stupid teenage boys. We spent
0: forever fixing. I had to pull all the wiring out of my truck and rewire it because it caught on fire. We had to go through the, we tore down so much stuff on that truck. We rebuilt it right on the side of the road, One zero four five four Latuna Canyon Road. Was
1: the engine okay or did you have to replace the
0: engine? No, the engine was okay. Just all the front of it got smashed. We had to replace pretty much everything in the front of it that was attached to it. Um, water pump, alternator, power sting, all this stuff. was. was
1: oh, gone. my goodness.
0: But we got it. We did it. We were a bunch of kids, man. We stay up till 2 in the morning listening to Earth 101 and going to in and out Burger. A lot of summer nights got that stuff done. Lots we got of ins fixed. and outs. Lots of ins and outs. Lots of wherefores and what have you. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened.
1: That was a good story. I
0: liked it. See? Thank wow. you. Okay, so technically, I have now saved the podcast because it was a horrible oh, podcast. Oh, shut. Uh, Nobody wanted to hear all that stuff in the beginning. I have saved the podcast.
1: Okay. True story. Let you think that because you're (laughs) full of shit. Whatever.
0: Uh, Are
1: we done today?
0: Um I don't know. I don't I had some stuff written down, but I don't know where it is. You uh, wrote down stuff? I did. Because you're getting old? You didn't even look at what I wrote down. I made sure nothing was in pink today, sweetheart. I I made sure all of your stuff was in red. It was just a, a, a couple sentences here and there. But don't worry, your majesty. They weren't in pink. They were in red. Because pink is pink and red is red.
1: I even asked our granddaughter. Yeah. Is pink red? And she goes, no, pink is pink. Our okay. five-year-old granddaughter okay. says
0: that. C- clearly, she's the authority around here. Okay. She is. So let me ask you this. If I have a Crayola color and it's light red, what would you call it? Light red. They have a name for light red.
1: No. It's called light red.
0: It's called pink.
1: No, you're
0: wrong. That's what it's for. Have you never never seen red versus blue? Do you not understand Red versus Blue and Halo?
1: I've seen it okay. and multiple times. All
0: right, then. That's where I draw my information from.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's the know-all.
0: That's that's an authority on stuff, man. Oh Rooster Teeth God. Productions, they don't lie. They're good stuff. Okay, okay. All right. How long have we been on? You got to guess.
1: Oh, I'm yawning. I'm tired. Okay, from no, ladies and
0: gentlemen, from now minutes. on, what'd you say?
1: Hour six minutes.
0: It was an hour six and <gasps> 40 when you said that.
1: I rock.
0: It's going to be different when I and I'm add,
1: looking at you the whole when time. When I add
0: an intro, you know, it's going to change the time. Okay. But but on my time for audio recording, yeah, you hit it right on the money.
1: I'm feeling it.
0: That's two weeks in a row. You're back in your mojo for I sure. Am. Feeling good. So, feeling is there good. anything we're supposed to announce? Like we're we doing something or being something? I know we got January 27th. We're going to be in Las Vegas. Big, 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 big uh, Gen X Talks reunion, big third anniversary. This yeah. is 27th, right? January 27th, I get that Saturday right? Saturday night. We're getting that all lined up at the Red Rock. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep.
1: Information will be on the website.
0: Yeah, as it comes in, we'll put it out there. I don't think we have any other appearances between now and Christmas, No, do we?
1: because it's pretty busy. We're it busy. does
0: get busy. And I think that was it. I think, uh, so other I'm free than, to leave? other than we're doing a cooking show. At once a month, that's the deal, right? Every last A Wednesday, big show
1: slash a, a, big, a big show. Yeah, they want the big show to come back.
0: Hardly. I didn't. I couldn't believe how many people remembered the big show.
1: I know. So they they wanted. So I was debating about maybe we should do a big show for November, but that's for discussion. So.
0: Well, either way, every the last Wednesday of every month, we're doing a either a big show or a cooking show, something like that. Yeah. All right, and I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything else to. All right, good. Uh, that's it. Other than uh, the interviews are coming and the KGXT studios should be up and running full fledged by January 1st. Sure, you sure? Yeah, because I'm pulling the trigger. Also, I I need you to go, you either need to cash in your 401k or you're going to go have to take just a small second loan out on the house. No. You didn't even ask. You're just like just saying no. We haven't even discussed it yet. Listen, the studio is really important. And I don't mind. You
1: have a studio. You're sitting in it.
0: Well, the radio station is important, and I and I'm, I think it's worth going in debt over. I well, really
1: do. No, then you offer up one of your buildings. No. <laughs> oh, I see how this goes.
0: I'm Hi, prepared guys. to give your stuff away. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I thought. All right, everyone. Oh, I am that's out for it. today this week. Thank you for listening. And I don't think it was boring at all, but you know, who am I?
0: You know what? Um I made one critical mistake. What's that? I never put the camera on you the whole time. I didn't change, I didn't, I can't believe I didn't change. I never looked at the screen. So the camera was on me the whole time, which means there's going to be no, there's going to be no video production. That's just going to be audio. Wow. I can't believe I boneheaded that one. That was stupid. See, there she is. Now you see her one time now, but I fucked that whole thing up. All right, I got to wrap up. I got to get out of here. Plus, I have to edit this, and I got to do all the stuff and get ready for you fine folks for the morning. I'm sorry the podcast sucked until the very end when I came in and saved the day with a colorful story from my past. Thank you guys for tuning in around the Planet AM FM series, XM, or perhaps you're listening on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember, one of two things. Wherever you go, there you are, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side.